welcome to an episode of The Chat. We are here today with special guest, Quinton Williams. He is a program officer at the Joyce Foundation. Thank you for being with us today, Quinton. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, and first, I just really wanted to dive into, you are working on your PhD, and I find that very interesting because you've done a lot of advocacy work, both in the state of Illinois and also like that's actually spread to a national level. Um, in doing that work, you've become such a phenomenal like coalition leader and then other people have taken over for those coalitions that you've started. And then now you're getting this PhD and you've written things and published things and done research. And I'd love to just hear from your perspective, like what you're studying and why you decided to study that topic. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, so I am in the department of sociology and um, my two focus areas are urban sociology and the sociology of race and ethnicity. Um, how I got started, um, I, you know, I think like a lot of people who um, come from certain places, right, like want to, and then, and then, you know, I was coming out of that, right, I come from a neighborhood where a lot of people don't make it to be certain places and certain things. So I was like, man, I want to give back kind of thing. Like this is like this altruistic thing. Um, so I think I wanted to do social work kind of, but I didn't even know what that was at the time. And I don't know, I, 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 I think I wanted to, in my mind and not even knowing, I, I just wanted to have a broad knowledge base, right? I didn't want to be like, you know, so specific. And I think, you know, because I didn't want to work necessarily for an agency. I didn't necessarily want to provide direct services. Um, that wasn't what my aim was. I really just wanted to, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to, 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 to study the world, right? So, um, and I didn't know that sociology was the avenue to do that, except I took this class. I took, um, it was the first one of the first sociology classes that I had taken, and it was um, a, a class called uh, Power, Privilege, and Someone, something like that. And, um, and we read uh, some, some things in that book, in, in that class, and I was like, man, like, this is, that was the first moment that I had where it's like, oh, man, they, like, there are people, like, writing about your experience, right? And I was like, wow, this is, like, interesting. Like, like there were like whole books like describing like, you know, um, the city of Chicago, right? Like a lot of sociology has been historically like really focused on cities in particular Chicago was like the laboratory for a long time for, for academics. So that just drew me in because I'm from Chicago and it's like, I, I started really following what most academics will know like the Chicago School of Sociology um, and then when, when I, and, and, and honestly, like it just, I, I realized after that class and then after taking more classes that I've been a sociologist really my whole life, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I was asking the questions that sociologists ask uh, my whole life. For example, I've lived in Chicago my whole life, violence, right? I've always wondered like, what is going on here? Why is there violence here? Um, what's causing that? Like even as a kid, I thought that. So so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. My doctoral dissertation is um, examining the role uh, that housing insecurity plays 
in um, re-entry outcomes. The main outcome that I'm looking at is re-arrest. And um, I'm looking, I have some unique data um, where I'm combining, I basically have to make a data set because criminal justice data sucks, but it's like um, housing data in Polk County and Palm Beach County, Florida, and then their criminal justice data. And then I kind of bring them together because people end up in both systems. So I bring them in and there's um, a way that you can set it up and, and take a look and see over time um, how does housing impact? And then I, I will say just as some preliminary results that I have is that it, it indeed does. It, it, the, the level, your level of housing, um, your insecurity or your housing status does impact um, um, whether or not you will be um, rearrested for um, another crime. So. Wow, that's it. So, I mean, you're saying that like based on like the research that you've done, the studies that you've mm -hmm. seen that like having housing can potentially re reduce people's involvement in the criminal legal system? For sure. Okay. Yeah, I you, can say that with, with, you know, with some almost certainty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that especially over time, like in time matters, right? Like each day that you are, you know, um, housing insecure, your risk of being rearrested goes up. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I would presume that that might look the same kind of even pre-involvement is mm. that, but I don't I, know. That would be a great question. Yeah, that's That'd really a interesting. question to ask in the, in the, in the research. <laughs> well, and I know you've done a lot of coalition work around increasing access to housing and uh, violence prevention work. Like of all the work that you've done, because you've done a lot of work, like, is there anything that you were like, this is one of the favorite things that I just was super passionate about working on? Um, in in just, academia? You know, just in any, it doesn't, in academia or, you know, in your career. Oh, oh man, you know, I loved, um, you know, oh, there's many things I love. I've loved, it's been a great, great ride, but I'll say, I just mentioned a couple of things like the fully free campaign, like starting that and seeing, like literally seeing from idea in someone's head or a few people's heads to then pen to paper of those ideas to then now what I see, you know, I'm seeing Marlon like all over the state um, of Illinois. Shout out to Marlon Chamberlain campaign manager for Fully Free. Fully Free is trying to dismantle permanent punishments in Illinois. Check it out, fullyfree.org. But like I see him all over the uh, the state and it's like, wow, look at this, right? I see banners, I see logos, I see t-shirts and I see engagement. I see state reps at the events. I see community uh, folks who live in these communities coming to engage with him, having conversations and I mean, I would say like far as like that, that, that has been one of the most fulfilling things that I've done to see like, you know, something that you kind of nursed throw up. Beautiful. Um, so I, I would say that that's a, a proud uh, accomplishment. The other thing I would say is like um, my participation in um, just leadership, uh, leading with conviction, um, leadership training, 
um, I mean, that was just life changing for me. Um, it, it just shifted everything about what I understand about leadership, um, what I understand about having a record relative to that leadership, right? Like that, like I was in a room full of, it was, it was one of the first times I was in a room full of people who had records like myself. However, though, this, like, these were professionals though, like, you know, my, my cohort in particular, 2018, shout out 2018, we, um, you know, there was an endocrinologist, my man Stan, endocrinologist, man, like uh, professor at Howard, uh, other people, uh, CEOs of companies, people starting companies. Um, you know what I mean? It was just something I had not been exposed to. But once, I, but it, but but it, but it was something I knew though. I wasn't I wasn't surprised, right? Because like, look, right. One of the things I had to learn is like to to not be so surprised at um, people's accomplishments and people's intelligence and people's sort of um, you know um, absolutely inspired is one thing that's that's totally great like don't be surprised be inspired so I was like super inspired by that that moment in time and and that changed my life forever I got many other moments like in my life now that I think about it but it's just like those two things I think fully free and fully free has not even become what it will be yet and but in it to become it's great no, absolutely. I love that. And I mean, I, it's like, you're such a visionary person and like the way that you describe things, it's like, you are like an architect of ideas and then you see the vision of where those ideas are going to go. And I think that's, that's such a beautiful skill to have. Um, if you don't mind just like unpacking and describing a little bit more about both the fully free campaign and what just leadership USA is, cause we have viewers from, east to west coast and everywhere in between and not everybody may be aware of these things but I think that it would be a great opportunity for some of our viewers just to learn a little bit more about those two things that you know have brought sure. a lot of passion you know yeah well the uh fully free campaign like I said is the campaign in um what we decided to call permanent punishments permanent punishments are what most people know as collateral consequences um and these are laws, um, you know, formal barriers to individuals with criminal records in the arenas of employment, in the arenas of housing, and a, and a host of other uh, domains, um, you know, and, and that's what the campaign really is about, is get rid, getting rid of those, right? There is there's room for sealing, there's room for expungement, all of that is good, I'm, I'm all for that, but I think there's something to be said about um, formal discrimination being codified and written in law. And most of the laws don't even really make sense in, in terms of a public safety benefit. So um, the, the idea is to, you know, have a campaign where then eventually I'm hoping that they will draft some policy that would then uh, set the stage for the removal of these, uh, these laws so that individuals with criminal records can have an opportunity to, um, you know, do something different in their lives, um, whether it just be working, whether it just be, um, you know, uh, I forget, but being, in a, being a, a, a person that could be responsible for the estate of a loved one, right? Um, that, those are things that are important. And, 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 and just, it, it, was, it would be a good faith sort of, even, even on the surface, just surface level, 
it would be it would be a gesture of hey um you belong in society in the fabric of society we need you we need your expertise we need your sort of abilities we, we just need you here and um, that's what we want to do fold um people back in but the big picture thing about fully free for me is it's always of course it's the laws and stuff but the big picture is, is that hey um i want to challenge what people feel like or think uh, a person with a record looks like is um you know without making distinctions either without making distinctions between sort of good and bad and all that right like it's like can i be your neighbor citizen non-citizen but just can i be your neighbor right um without you being afraid of me can i be um your co-worker um you know even yeah. with the record can i be you know what i mean like it's it's, it's deeper than that it's like hey because like society sort of has created this this really arbitrary categorization of individuals, meaning that like if you commit a crime and for which you are formally charged for, or if you're formally charged for a crime, it has this sort of stigma that follows you forever. But like, you know, there people do things all the time and just sort of outside of the realm of the formal legal system. And, you know, and and I would think that individuals who have done something uh, that they, you know, are not that proud of or have the opportunity to then write the shit, right? Um, so. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. I mean, because there's a lot of things that are like morally, um, you yeah. know, reprehensible, but they're not illegal. And right. yet people don't necessarily have these laws that are stacked up against them that stop them from doing things. And also exactly. the choices aren't a whole entire person, right? Like one choice isn't the entirety of a person or one situation isn't the entirety of a person. Um, yeah, so that's that's amazing. And so Just Leadership USA. Please. Oh, yeah. yeah like, oh, yeah. So so they have it's two two things, really, like they have two ways primarily that they engage with folks that are um, that have some sort of justice system involvement if they're um, year-long leading with conviction training and then there are these emerging leaders training that they do in various cities across the country i had the opportunity to be involved in leading with conviction cohort where like we would essentially i mean it's just it is truly uh shout out to glenn martin the um the design uh architect of just leadership like and his, his vision like that's vision called me vision he's got his vision um, of just really a place that really invests in the leadership of directly impacted people. What do I mean by that? They dedicate time, right? Time is money. I mean, time. Uh, we all got executive coaching. We got peer-to-peer -peer coaching. We got um, media training. We got, I mean, it, it was just, it was, it was intense, but it was intense sort of giving of resources there was there was no extraction you know what i mean it was like it's like what how can we invest in you in your leadership um such that you can then do the same uh for others and and and, and for that that space and it, to be and specifically for people with records 
Like it was just not, I had never been in a space like that. So, um, you know, they, I applied and we got, I got in and now look at this. We got, now we have leaders here in Chicago that completed the training and now we do stuff together, right? Uh, we just did emerging leaders training here in Chicago virtually, but it was Chicago based. That was wildly successful. Um, but that's just a power, long-term power. Like this is people, Colette Payne, shout out Colette Payne. She's in 2015, she was 2015 leading with conviction cohort. Marla Chan, Brasilia, Cologne, we all, you know, came together. Um, and, and anytime something's happening in, like, in the justice reform realm, um, you know, we often get sought out and we can connect people and we can, it's just, it was just beautiful, man. So that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah so jlusa.org, man, go check them out. All right, we'll drop them. We'll drop the website too with this. Um, that's fantastic. And so, I just wanted—I know we don't have like a ton of time left, but I, there are there are more things that we wanted to cover with you. Um, you are a father, a fiance. You have a whole life outside of work, even though I know you're so dedicated to your work and your research. Um, what are the things that you do in life that bring you joy? Man, I love movies. Yeah. Uh, I do. I love movies. I like watching movies. I like sports. Um, do you have a favorite movie? No. <laughs> but I do have like a top five that like shuffle uh, periodically. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like one of my all time favorites is like um, uh, Goodfellas is a favorite. I, I like movies about people. Like if it's about people, I feel like Goodfellas. Of course, it had all this other stuff in it, but it was about Henry Hill, right? It was about his experience in the Italian mafia in a certain period of time. It was great. But there's other movies, like, about people. Like, another favorite of mine is Up in the Air. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, like, um, George Clooney and uh, Anna Kendrick. He, he, his job is to fire people. You should check it out. It's really about this man and his... Um, lonely life actually <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah this it's it, like in-depth like I guess what you would call it is in-depth uh, character studies um, well as a, I mean as a sociology major expert I guess that kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah man I'm interested in like the deep stories about people so not so yeah I, I, so I like movies I like um and during the pandemic I picked up a couple new things I like to go and walk on trails um I can't say the rest on TV. No, I'm just just (laughs) kidding. All right, we're moving along. (laughs) uh, What what big tips do you have? Um, Actually, before we go to that one, what are things that journalists should not ask impacted people? Like, what are questions that journalists and other folks that are, you know, interacting with people that have been impacted questions that just should stay off the table if there's any that you can think of in particular yeah because you know I was about to say I was like I don't know if anything should necessarily be off the table but I will say though is that you know they should approach with a little bit more sensitivity and and what I mean by that is that like I know you're trying to get this story right like we know I know and I'm sure the other person knows that you have to write a story people know what journalists do People read newspapers, people read blogs, so on and so forth. But 
guess at least pretend like you're interested in the story, my story itself, and not just the story that you write about my story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, be interested in the story, but not the story from my story. You get me? Like, I was like, 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 because um, I could always tell, like, it's cool. Like, I can move on. Like, I can just, I can do it and it's fine. But sometimes I could tell it's like, um, like, I can't tell where you at with it. You know, like, I'm like, where you at with it? Like, you asking me about my, you know, conviction. Um, there's nothing treading lightly there when you're asking a person about, specific convictions and and just what the story is like you know trending a little lightly with a little sensitivity so so it's having it sounds like sensitivity and you know having good faith as far as like what the person is actually trying yeah. to, to come yeah up. I think like you know like I don't know just 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 and people with records are not like, and, that, and that's like the, 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 the double-edged sword with what we do, right? Like we, we do want to establish that there is differential treatment amongst folks with records. We also don't want to make it seem like we're an entirely different category of human, right? Like I think sometimes I could feel like that in general. It's like, it's like, nah, man, like I'm like just a regular dude, you know what I mean? Like you could just ask me questions and so I, I would just say journalists just treat people like you would treat somebody that didn't have a record. But also, if you're going to ask specifics about a person's conviction history and the story behind that conviction history, you should, um, you know, tread lightly. That makes sense. And not use words like convict, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Con, all that, the stuff you see in the movies just... Pretty much anything you see in a movie don't use journals. Yeah, and I see a lot of literature and like articles coming out that are saying, hey, don't use these language, you know, this type of language, but also I still see it in the newspaper. So hopefully it'll be something that people catch on to um, sooner rather than later, I think would be good. <laughs> um, so our final question that we have for you um, unless you have any more movies that you'd like to recommend to our viewers, hmm. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> then I we did can... watch Halloween last night, though. Oh, I haven't watched any of the like the new, the new the Halloween. Halloween. I mean, it came out literally on the fifteenth, and it's about to call Halloween Kills. Oh yeah. Should that man? I don't. I haven't watched horror movies in a while. They, I used to be into them when I was a kid, and now they just like they're they're a little creepy. Yeah. they're like extra because when we were when we were younger right they a lot of the stuff didn't look um real <laughs> and now it mm -hmm. looks a lot more real yeah. um, but i'm impressed i'm impressed you can handle it so last question are big tips any kind of big knowledge that you want to give to people re-entering just things like anything that you have that you want to throw out there to our viewers Yep, patience. You know what I mean? Like you gotta stay down till you come up. You know, like a lot of patience. Patience with people. Patience with the process of growth and evolution and change within yourself. Um, I would say number two is like the real change. Like it's not going back to jail. Like that's not it. Like that's I think personally not going back to jail is easy. 
but it's that internal work, like 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 some some of like the the root causes of some of the activities or things you were involved in or whatever, right? Or or if you were wrongfully convicted of something, like what that experience did to you, right? Even just being uh, confronted with the, the the criminal legal system, you know what I mean? Like it is it does something to you. And I, I know for a fact that as individuals that leave that situation that never talked about it, I'll be honest, I did not talk about my prison experience. I'm 37 years old. I, had, I didn't talk about it until this year with the therapist. Like, like in depth, like what happened? Like unpack like on day one, I felt like this, day two, you know, like, like really unpacking it. Um, and I would recommend that, like, that's not for everybody else, for me, but to, to, for me to, like, bring it from under the rug and put a light on it so that I can see how it's impacting me, so I can see how, if it's impacting me negatively, then I could um, write the ship. And the last thing I'll say is don't let anybody, I repeat, <clears throat> don't let anybody tell you that you or make you feel bad about making money and doing good for yourself because let me tell you there's a lot of people i saw like really side-eyed like um uh, economic prosperity in the non-profit realm that were in my opinion considering where i come from pretty decent themselves so you know, you know, don't let anybody uh, tell you that. Do what you do for your children, for yourself, for your family, and for those around you. You know, I, I have, you know, I, I have children, <laughs> I have family, I have people I care about. I don't, I don't, I don't want economic prosperity only for myself. But I will, but I will admit, I'm so much better at this now. I sure do. I sure do want to go on vacation. I sure do want to go to Iowa. Yes, I do. And you should too, black man, black woman, especially. But formerly incarcerated person, especially. Go see some, some go catch you a beach. It's my advice, go catch a beach. That's Don't let nobody turn to tell you to extract all this labor from you and tell you not to enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Can you make a t-shirt uh, sponsored by the Uplift that says, enjoy yourself? Enjoy yourself? No, no enjoy yourself. Oh, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> enjoy yourself. So. I, those, no, that's great. Those, that's great advice. Um, that's phenomenal. And I, I know the viewers are going to really appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, no problem, man. And thank you for having me. Um, here, I'm sorry I was a little late for now to fire, but I hope this works out for your, for your platform. And I, I'm really appreciative of the uplift and uh, you giving uh, people that have been entangled in the justice system my opportunity to, to, to speak. So. Absolutely. I appreciate all the work you do in the community and, you know, and, and everything you do to study and like elevate these causes to just bring more opportunities to the people that are most impacted by our twisted systems that, you know, we got to work on changing or dismantling and building new ways of thinking. So I, I just appreciate, yep. appreciate you, what you're doing 
what you're doing for yourself, your family, and your community. So thank you thank for you your so time. Much. <laughs> thank you.